And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, December 29th. I'm Jay Skeets and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Tassie. We got the Bass Master ripping them lips. Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, oh, the international man of mystery taking it to the Max Lealis. Friends. <laughs> and last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team, like that old guy watering his plants. <laughs> Powerful stream team. Uh, thanks for joining us live on YouTube today. Make sure you like and comment and subscribe. Tell your friends about the No Dunks YouTube channel. Email us your NBA questions and your comments for the next Beach Steppin' podcast. I think we're actually going to do it next week because we forgot that, uh, oh yeah, 2021's coming. New Year's is coming at the end of this week. So we'll get to the beach step in next week. You got time still. Email them in no dunks at theathletic.com. Your emails. Go grab yourself some sweet new no dunks merchandise at nodunks.com. I got the new one on right now. Ooh, nice yeah. item right there. That's a really nice item. Uh, this sort of like high school vibe we're going for. Yeah, there it is right there. JD going full screen. Lee's got on the good morning. Classic. Sweet World t-shirt. It's a classic already. <laughs> wow, already it's only been classic. around for three weeks, but it's a classic. Uh, so go to nodunks.com to grab those. Trey, I'm actually going to be in your neighborhood uh, later today. I'm taking Luna to the uh, to the groomer, so I might drop off with your goods because they all got sent to me. So you might have some new merchandise, new items on your doorstep. Uh, can't wait to peep those crewnecks in person. Skeets, throw one on and start jump roping. That looks like some solid workout gear. Well, we also have uh, the No Dunks Champion Shorts. And I will say, wow, you're going to want to wear underwear with these. (laughs) (laughs) Quite holy. (laughs) They are breathable, but look great. Very comfortable. You don't need to. Do whatever you want to, but I would suggest wearing underwear. Um, and I also have it on good authority. Yeah, I have it on good authority that the Athletics BOGO offer... The buy one, gift one, it's still alive. It's still kicking right now. So if you want the best sports coverage in the world, grab an annual subscription to The Athletic for yourself, and then you can give an annual subscription for free to someone you love, or maybe even an arch enemy. Um, Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks for that sweet ass deal, which is uh, only going to be around for a little bit longer. So go grab that uh, Athletic BOGO offer. Buy one, gift one. Okay, got some news. We'll we'll talk about Daryl Morey uh, and his $50,000 fine. We got players of the week, but... Only five games on last night, guys. So I thought we could sort of touch on all of them. Calling this five games one thing. I'll uh, you know I'll give the score of the game, 
and then you guys take it wherever you want with something that jumped out at you from that particular game, the biggest takeaway. And the first game, we had the Grizzlies edging the Nets in overtime, 116-111, their first victory of the season, so that's good. But I'll go first here. Uh, We're starting with the depressing news. John Morant is the big takeaway from this one because he left the game in a wheelchair after spraining his left ankle in the second quarter. Now, x-rays on his ankle revealed no fracture. Hey, thumbs up. That's good. He is expected to undergo an MRI, I think, as soon as today. So we'll know uh, if if it is that bad and he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. But it was an ugly one uh, lately. He landed awkwardly on TLC's foot while attempting to block his shot and then just straight hopped it off (laughs) the floor uh, like hopscotch and then was like on the ground and then they did bring out the wheelchair. But he did return in the fourth. He had the boot on, uh, the protective boot on his left leg. So that, I guess that is a good thing, trying to uh, cheer on his team and it ended up working. He gave him a little, uh, you know, moral support there and they pulled it out in overtime. But this sucks if there's no John Moran for the next couple of weeks or whatever. They're already missing Jaron Jackson Jr. They're in a, a lot of trouble if he's out for a significant time here. Yeah, he is. Uh, certainly, usually when a guy rolls his ankle, though, he crumples in a heap on the ground. Uh, instead, John Morant uh, went like he was in a, an Olympic uh, long jump event there or, yeah. uh, or the, what's it called? That uh, hop, skip Triple and jump? jump? Triple jump. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like he bounced off the court there. But uh, the good news is, yeah, he, he did seem to return and I think he's having a, an MRI, I think, this morning to uh, sort of see. But I, I guess he probably misses at least a, a game or two here, but hopefully not too much longer. I think if it was a, a super serious injury, they probably would have uh, maybe said something last night or we wouldn't have seen him. So that's what I'm hoping for anyway. The way that Ja Morant plays, you know, I've sort of mentioned this before. It's not usually on the defensive end, on the offensive end. He's, he throws his body into everything and that's what he was doing last night and landing on someone else's foot. Uh, that happens regularly in the NBA and uh, unfortunately he did take a, a nasty fall there. But yeah, this game as well, I mean, obviously Ja Morant going out was bad, but the NBA has a, a real issue here because going into this game, Durant and Kyrie Irving just said, no thanks, uh, we're not playing tonight. And that really sucks because the season's is shortened anyway. And if we're four games into the season, two stars are just like, no, I don't fancy it tonight. Um, the NBA is trying to prevent this from happening, mm-hmm. but teams are just basically saying, we don't really care. I mean, a fine's not going to deter us. Uh, now, I understand load management. They're playing you know, back-to-back situation. I understand why they do it. But the NBA right now, I mean, they need as many eyes on the TVs as possible because there's no fans in attendance. If two of the biggest stars of the game are just not even going to show up to play, that's going to hurt the TV product even more so, even as good as Ja Moran is, as captivating as as he is to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I remember, you know, last night I I looked at the schedule, okay, great, Morant versus Durant and Kyrie Irving. And then it's just like, no, we're not playing. That's a, that's a real problem. That is a real problem for mm-hmm. the NBA. And, and I'm not sure exactly how they uh, deal with it, but because we know teams are going to manage their stars, that, that is going to happen. But four games into the season, I think it's a very, very uh, bad look for the league and they, and they need to figure out a way to get on top of this because, uh, as I say, there's no fans in attendance. Everyone's The only way we can watch is on TV. And if two of the stars aren't there, I think a lot of people are just like, well, I'm not watching. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not tuning in for that. Yeah, I mean, do they not consider NBA TV one of the national uh, networks either, which is the odd part here? Because they came out prior to this season saying, hey, guys, like like you're saying, Lee, you know, this is an unprecedented time. We need the stars to play. Uh, so if you're on ABC, you're on ESPN, you're on TNT, uh, you know, these guys should be playing, uh, you know, despite unless they're actually injured. These guys were resting, no doubt. And they certainly but, aren't ever supposed to rest two stars at the well, same no. time. 
That's no. the other thing. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a bad look, and and it's it's a big problem for the league. I think. What do you think, Trey? I don't know. I think that the key would maybe be staggering the rest for these two. Having Kevin Durant maybe rest yes or two nights ago and Kyrie Irving rest last night because the Nets have played four times in the first week of the season. This was their third game in four nights. In a season that we're going to be playing 72 games in a little bit of a condensed schedule, there's going to be times where people are going to rest. It's a little surprising, no doubt, to see it the first week of the season, but the Nets have been busy. Uh busier than most teams. You know, they're four games into their season already. So I'm not surprised in a season that picked up right where, uh, right where it left off. You know, we only had 71 days in between. Obviously Kevin Durant was out for 18 months. They're going to be very careful with him. Kyrie Irving only played 20 games last season. They're going to be very careful with him. We're going to see a lot of this resting. And and if it's in a, in a scenario where you're playing three games in four nights and you've played four in a week, I kind of think it's the right move, especially two guys coming off injuries. Maybe you stagger him. Maybe that's something Steve Nash talks to with management and with uh, the front office eventually. But guys are going to be getting rest this season. I don't think that's going to be changing. And uh, it definitely does show you where NBA TV falls in the, well, yeah. <laughs> in the hierarchy of national TV channels yeah, right now. That, that's what I, that's what's confusing to me. It's their own network. And they're like, huh? <laughs> you know, it's a specialty national channel. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay. I guess we're not going to penalize them for arresting these guys. But a nice resiliency by the Grizzlies to pick up the win. You know, I don't want to gloss over that because the John Morant and these guys resting news. Kyle Anderson, slow-mo tass, Huge. Career high. I had to do like a sort of a double take on that one. I was career high, 28 points. I mean, that is a lot, but I would have thought he maybe uh, had hit 30 for whatever reason once <laughs> in his career. He's been around for a little bit, but uh, Dylan Brooks adding 24. He was great in the, uh, you know, in regulation. Not so hot in overtime, I thought Dylan Brooks, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Clark had a big go-ahead basket late. Valanchunas was doing his thing, throwing his big body around 14 and 14. A, a nice win, especially considering the John Morant injury. It could have been pretty deflate, deflating. Deflating? Deflating. <laughs> um, but they got it done. What do you think of this one or, or anything we're talking about around this game? Well, it is it is a great win for the Grizzlies to pick up their, their first victory of the season because you think going into Brooklyn without their top three players in the end, without John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Justice Winslow is hurt, and they get a W, that's big. Uh, the, the, the worrisome part is without John Morant, who is their second best player on the floor if those other guys are injured. And it was Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. The offense running through Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks and a little Jonas Valanciunas, and they get the W. It's a real, real good win for them uh, on the road. You'd still expect the Nets with Karis LeVert uh, to get it done uh, on that side. So good W for them. Um, obviously, yeah, you're, you're not beating the Nets' best players because – when the trainers are telling them, hey, you guys are going to sit this game, it's really a schedule sit, uh, that's that's the unfortunate part. I think the NBA knows when they draw up the schedule, oh, this is going to be three games in four nights. Oh, Kevin Durant hasn't played in 18 months. Kyrie Irving hasn't been. They, they know that they're going to sit at, at some point. Really, in a perfect world, these games would be more spread out, and I think Kevin Durant wants to play every game. It's not like he wants to sit, but he's being told to sit, mm-hmm. so... It's a schedule thing. Uh, if there's no back-to-backs, there's no excuse. Really, it, it should be like Euro basketball, where there's two games a week. Ideally, you know, there's there's a game off in between. Uh, but that them's the breaks. They know what they're doing. Uh, they're, I, I know they've you know lessened the um, the back-to-backs, and, and that's the way it's. Uh, tr- they're trying to progress, but in this situation here, where we're they're jamming in seven months of a season, 
Plus, you have to take into account things like the Rockets where they miss a game because of uh, the coronavirus and tracing, and you have to not miss a game, but the game is so postponed. You got to cram them in there. And, uh, you know, this ended up being a fun game at the end that goes into overtime mm-hmm. even without those stars. And I like the move by new head coach Steve Nash. Nine seconds left in OT. Grizzlies inbounding the ball up one. So the Nets have to foul. They can't just let the clock go. And Nash doesn't elect not to guard the inbounder. Love that. Six guys, <laughs> trailing five guys. I love the math there. I love it. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't come up with a steal. But I like watching Nash. Uh, I, I think him and Dan Tony, they're going to be creative on that side. They're going to do some things there. Um, so it, it was it was a good watch, either even it without was. those starts. It was, but but Lee is right. I know I was like when I saw the news that both of those guys weren't playing Katie and Kyrie. I was obviously less excited to be tuning into NBA TV to catch it. Um, it, no doubt. it turned into an exciting game, and I was watching obviously down the stretch and in overtime. But uh, yeah, it's like what that sucks. What these guys aren't playing? It's a national. It's a national game too. NBA TV is a national channel. This is the part I don't get. I don't get because like they came out prior to the season saying you know we will find you guys. If you're resting stars in in marquee games, but yeah, like Trey said, I guess they don't consider NBA TV all that marquee. It's just perplexing. One final little random note from this game. I love the Grizzlies baby blue jerseys. I, I love how it looks. Sort of looks really cool on the Nets court too. I just like the how the colors look. But man, do those things on some guys look so sweaty like instantly <laughs> like Valanchunas and Brooks Dylan Brooks is an underrated sweaty guy I'm very convinced. sweaty yeah, yeah. And, there, and that blue just changes color it's hyper color man <laughs> so I don't I get I don't I like the overall look but uh, they need to figure out the fabric or something it gets a little too dark for my liking there uh Trey, I don't know if you have. An yeah, a light blue jersey is similar to a gray jersey, or perhaps a gray crew neck sweatshirt. <laughs> You're showing those sweat stains, baby. Right. And the Grizzlies, you throw in the fact that they got the tiny little numbers on the front. It can make a man like Dylan Brooks look a little sweaty and dumpy, no doubt about it. That guy just looks slovenly out there chucking up the shots. Uh, but you know, Jaw pulls it off. He's very skinny. Yep. It doesn't make him look very chunky. They're going to need him back soon uh, because once you're watching the Nets, they pulled off that win last night, but if you're asking Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, yeah, the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Valanchunas to carry you on offense, it's not going to be yeah. very easy. It's turning into a little bit of a cursed season for the Grizzlies. Hopefully they get some good news with Ja. Yeah, and Tyus Jones, their backup point guard, who's like a decent backup point guard, I think, in this league, has really struggled so far. So I, I think they'll just go with what you were saying, Tass. Like, our point guard is Kyle Anderson. Like, uh, I mean, they run a lot through him as it is. Uh, they walk a lot through him, anyway. They walk a lot through him. Nice, well said. Um, so if there is no John Morant for the next couple of weeks, well, you, you're going to be relying heavily on him. If you're playing fantasy basketball and you don't got Kyle Anderson, he's available somehow, go grab him right now. He's going to put up some numbers, I think, there. Uh, in Memphis, if John Morant misses uh, some significant time. Okay, let's keep it moving here. Next game, uh, Lee, you're going to get us started. Trey Young, he leads the Hawks Ka-ka! to a 3-0 start. Oh, baby, undefeated. They defeat the Pistons 128-120. to What's your uh, one big thing from this victory? Tom Zilla's newsletter this morning, the title was Scores and Stuff. And uh, I think that's appropriate. I think this was a score and stuff game from last night. The Hawks won. Trey Young was actually held relatively quiet if you go by the way he usually plays because he only took 13 shots. He had 15 for 15 from a free throw line at 29 points and six assists. 
but it was a pretty comfortable victory here for the Hawks. They kind of led from start to finish. Uh, you got some good contributions from everybody who played on that team. Rondo made his debut. He was quite good for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Bog, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a beautiful shooter of the basketball. That's what I uh, really <laughs> enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clint again, Capella made his uh, debut too. Yes, he did. Yes, 10 players. They went 10 deep, the Hawks there, uh, Lloyd Pierce, and everybody actually contributed, which was which was good. But another game where two stars sat out, Blake Griffin and Derek Rose. Now, it's not, you know, they're not the, the same stars they used to be in their day. But I really looked at the young Pistons roster and I thought, you know what, though? They are clearly in rebuild mode. There's clearly, they're on a different timeline for Rose and Blake Griffin. But both those two guys have some trade value. So I was actually working the trade machine this morning. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. What do you got, man? What a it, uh, Blake Griffin's contract is so tough. It is yes. so tough because I I tried to find a look. Look, I think he like two seasons ago. Yeah, two seasons ago. Not last season, the one before. He was all NBA, remember? He had a really yeah. good season, Blake Griffin. And he's only 31. It feels like he's older than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the games he has played so far, he's looking fine. So I think he's still got something to contribute. Uh, but he's on a team that's nowhere near contention. So I thought I'm trying to get into a team that I think is not really a contender, but they're in the playoffs for sure. Uh, and they need a player who else can create and still score. So I'm trying to get into the Blazers. I'm trying to, you know, okay. this talk about the uh, Blazers going for Kevin Love. Well, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen right now for a couple of reasons. I think Kevin Love's just, you need to see him on the court first. He's injured right now and you need to see him to be able to perform. Whereas Blake Griffin can, but Blake's contract at $36 million uh, for this season and next season just makes it almost impossible because you're not going to give up, obviously, CJ or Dame in that deal. Right. You're trying to get some little pieces here. So the best I've got so far, which doesn't even work, is Covington <laughs> and Ro- Rodney Hood, uh, who just signed with them. They can't have been traded for a couple of months yet anyway. Right. And they're still $14 million short. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. So we need, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get that third team involved there somehow. Oh. Uh, okay, you're going to be working this all week, mate. This guy's yeah. crazy, look, look, I think Robert Covington was actually a good signing for the Blazers. I like his defense. He's a 3 and D guy. I like yeah. that. But, of course, I think you would give him up in this situation. And Rodney Hood, the same. Blake, I think, is better uh, than than they than, uh, than either of those guys. Yeah. So I need to find that third team, which I'm still working on. I haven't been able to find that just yet. But I do think Blake on the Blazers would actually be a good fit uh, at this stage of his career. And I think the Blazers could use him as well because, again, you can dump the ball to him. He's got that little mid-range. He's still strong enough. He's a bit like Zach Randolph. He can still body guys. He can step out and hit the three. Yep. Um, you know, he's never going to be the Blake, the old Lob City Blake. That's gone. But that's fine. He doesn't have to be. He can still be a very, very uh, decent player. And I think that's what the Blazers are still missing. I know we'll get to them a little bit later on. I think they've improved from last season, but I still don't really think they're a contender. I think Blake could... Uh, improve them. And again, if you're the Pistons, if you can get out from under his contract, I think you'd do that because clearly they're moving forward in a different direction with some of the younger players who uh, who actually looked okay last night. So, um, you know, getting back to the Hawks-Pistons game, it's, yeah, it's, it's a game. It's a game. It happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Hawks hit 23s. Yeah, they, they hit 23 They're 3 and 0 for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, look, they play, they play Brooklyn next. That's actually uh, the key yeah. here for the Hawks because they have won. They are 3 and 0, but they've beaten uh, the Grizzlies twice. I think they played the Grizzlies, actually. No. Bulls, no. Grizzlies, Pistons. Oh, sorry. Okay, so Bulls, Grizzlies, Pistons. I mean, not. You know. Hey, look, if the Hawks want to make the playoffs, those are the exact things exactly. they got to beat. Listen, so. this, is, this is important for the Hawks to win these games yeah. to keep Trey Young happy. But uh, the game itself, it, 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 look, it's hard to watch sometimes because it's like it, it wasn't a super exciting game. I'll be honest. I mean, it wasn't. It was, it was like good to see the Hawks win. 
Good to see Bogdan Bogdanovic out there. But again, the Pistons, a, a young team, their two stars aren't even playing. If the Hawks can't win that game, then they're in real trouble. Right, right. The Pistons are, are fascinating because you said their stars aren't playing, but when they were playing prior games, you know, they're playing heavy minutes. Like Casey's in this weird thing where he's trying to win games because he wants to keep his job probably. And, but that we all talked about the Pistons, like really they should be in complete rebuilding mode. Like they should tank, you know, honestly be one of the rare teams that should go for the uh, number one pick here. And they could use that injection into their roster and they have all this young talent. So like throw it out there, see what you got in Killian Hayes and, and Dumoye and stuff like that. So it was almost like, I almost, it's a weird one because I preferred those guys not playing last night, Lee, because I want to see the young right. Pistons, who actually were, they played pretty well in the loss. They made it a game. Uh, you know, they, they kept it pretty close uh, down the stretch. Got a little too liking, I think, for Lloyd per- Pierce and the Hawks. But yeah, it's just a weird, it's going to be a weird year here for Detroit. And I we said prior to the start of the season, play these, play Rose, play Blake, try and see if they have their trade value, get it high as possible, and then make a deal. And maybe that's what's going to happen. Sorry, I interjected there, Tass. You were going to say something. Uh, well, it was the young guys for the Hawks, too, playing at the end uh, because Clint Capella, I, I guess, uh, they're sort of limiting his minutes in his first game back, and Danilo Gallinari is injured. So I think Lord, Lloyd Pierce has done a good job, even though they're, they haven't played great competition. Uh, they've managed the rotation of a billion guys pretty well because they have a serious glut. Um, but they've got so many guys uh, that have been injured. Gallinari's missed two of three games. Rondo's missed two of three games. Onyeka Kongu has missed all the games. Clint Capel's missed two of three games. Chris Dunn is going to be out for a long time. He's missed all three games. Um, but they managed it pretty well to get to mm-hmm. 3-0. and And they had their young guys playing at the end, uh, which... Is that their future? I'm not sure. There's, there's so many question marks. And, and that, that brings me to my next question is Clint Capella plays his first game and he's a minus 10 playing alongside uh, John Collins. Clint Capella, not 100% yet, but that's the question in the front court. Are those two guys going to play together? Can they play together? Are they going to be successful? Are they going to put up uh, positive points? Because they didn't last night. They, mm-hmm. they took Clint Capella off the floor and then John Collins was Roman. And uh, he did his thing alongside Trey Young. That's where he does his thing in the lane. So those guys still haven't played together yet. When they play Brooklyn twice, Wednesday and Fridays, when they play them both at Brooklyn to reduce the uh, the travel here in COVID times, those are going to be tough games uh, mm-hmm. for the Hawks. And, and Lloyd Pierce is going to have to manage, again, those rotations. It, there's just so many guys and, and there's uh, so many minutes to be had. And Bogdan Badanovich has come off the bench two of three times. Uh, so that's... That's a pretty positive for Lloyd Pierce to, to to have managed it so far to be one of the four undefeated teams remaining in the game. But there's questions. They haven't signed John Collins yet. Where do they they didn't give him that extension? Uh, they're just managing guys, and it, it is fun because you get to see these young guys, DeAndre Hunter, who I think has grown, and you get to see the oldies. It's a nice team to 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 root for, especially with those beauty jerseys. Night in, night out, they have. No jerseys that miss. Whether they're playing in their third jersey, uh, their city edition, whatever they're called, they're all bangers. So they're all fun. Uh, they're all good to watch, especially on this Brooklyn court. I'm looking forward to how they how they mm. balance out on the grayscale there because it's an interesting court they've got in Brooklyn with the. I wonder if they go black. The Hawks do. I don't know, but it's going to look pretty on Wednesday night. The Hawks also at State Farm Arena, they went with the video board, which is uh, I do like because uh, instead of covering the seats with like a sponsorship logo and stuff like that, uh, they actually like we sort of saw to some extent in the bubble, 
It's just, just video boards there. You're still getting your ads, still getting your Chick-fil-A and your UPS ads, but it does look nicer on the broadcast. Um, what did you think of the Hawks-Pistons game? Was it just a was it just a <laughs> score to you, Trey? <laughs> Whatever we said. It's a game. EA Sports. <laughs> what a catchphrase. Uh, I don't know. The Hawks, to me, seem to be as advertised. You know, yeah. like you guys are mentioning, they have real depth now. They have an actual bench. They're running out Bog Bog, Rondo, Herter, even Solomon Hill. Bruno Fernando Ooh. had a decent game last night. These are NBA-level players. It's not going to last like this for the rest of the season, but right now the Hawks have eight guys in double-figure scoring. The offense is great, 23s, but like you're saying, Skeets, you got pretty close for comfort there at the end because yeah. once the Hawks got up by 24, I think there's about seven minutes left, it felt like they kind of just stopped playing. You know, It felt like Mason Plumlee had 100 dunks in those final <laughs> seven minutes. Like They just waltzed down the lane. Hand it to Mason Plumley. He would dunk it. You're like, is that Henry Ellenson? No, no, it's Mason Plumley. We got big guys for days over here. But I was enjoying the Hawks. The jerseys do look great. You got to beat the bad teams. It wasn't just the score to me. The Hawks are figuring out how to play together. They've got a whole bunch more pieces. They've got more pieces that they're going to be adding as well once Danilo Gallinari is able to get on the court. And it's going to be a matter of figuring out how those actually fit because it feels like John Collins and Clint Capella are kind of in the same position. Yes. They're both best as rim runners, and they both would likely fit best with Danilo Gallinari as a stretch four outside of them. So we'll see how Lloyd Pierce is able to navigate uh, his rotations as the season continues, but great first week for the Hawks. Oh, for sure. Kaka all around. I, I was tweeting last night, who's trading for John Collins? Maybe the Blazers uh, should uh, not worry about Blake Griffin lately and try and make an offer for John Collins. Could be had. Sure, uh, they, they could definitely get him contract for sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, let me uh, let me let me see He's what I can come bad. up with. You fire on the <laughs> trade machine. Uh, I did see uh, this morning just, Justin uh, Kubatko tweeting that Trey Young is the first player in NBA history to score at least 100 points through his first three games of a season while attempting fewer than 50 shots from the field. Because ah. you said it, Lee, this guy has shot 46 free throws already. He's 42 for 46 at the line. Trey Young, 91 points. 3%. Awesome. 8 to 19 from distance, and then a shooting really good uh, 53% from the floor overall. 102 points for the, through the first three games. He is, uh, well, he's at the conversation. He's at the table for MVP early on in this year, <laughs> one weekend. There is no doubt. Uh, and so is this guy. Let's go to the next game. Jokic. Monster stat line. Little boy. He got it today. He helps the Nuggets to their first win. Uh, they took care of the Rockets. 124 111. Task, get us started. Biggest takeaway from uh, Denver's first win of the season. Well, if you don't want to play defense, Denver's going to cut you up. And uh, <laughs> as James Harden said uh, post game, he said, We haven't really had any practices altogether. Uh, hopefully, we get a good practice on Wednesday and be ready to go Thursday. There's always one guy missing at these practices. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to find the guy who's missing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Harden is uh, culpable for not being there at, yeah. along with. You know, there's there's guys out big time because of uh, contract contact tracing with the Rockets. No John Wall, no Demarcus Cousins, no Eric Gordon, uh, and uh, it was a little different in the Rockets' first game. They're playing Portland. That's a little bit more standard operationally. We play the pick and roll, and our guards make things happen. Right, right. right. And uh, and this one, Jokic at the top. You know, let's let's run some backdoor cutters, and they just they got cut up. They 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 got beat, and so the Rockets are zero two. Because uh, they lost to that Blazers game in in overtime, nothing to be uh, nothing to scoff at. That's all right. That's all right to lose that game, and, and they lost this one here. And 
that's okay for James Harden. He still looks very tradable. Uh, he still had a really good game. Uh, so I, I think the Rockets are feeling pretty good. I think Steven Silas in the head coaching spot feels pretty good, especially with all those guys out. Their starting lineup of James Harden, Christian Wood, P.J. Tucker, those guys are going to be starters. Uh, Daniel House and David Nwaba. Uh, maybe, you know, John Wall subs in for, for House or something like that because they have a pretty good defensive lineup with Noaba who, uh, you know, people just don't really know about that guy because he's been injured. He's sort of a defensive guy. But they, they I, make, I make that point because they could be a good team. They could have a nice balance between offensive defense and I don't know where Cousins fits in the starting lineup or not, but uh, they're solid and they just have to practice. Uh, <laughs> but they haven't had the chance in these short training camps when you're you're – Star player is, is partying up a little bit, being skinny, being fat, being fat, being skinny, working out, not working out. Uh, he hasn't been the leader that the Rockets need, but I don't know if the Rockets really care uh, at this point uh, because James Harden looks good if they trade him. Uh, they're going to get some value for him, and he, he looked good again uh, last night, although he didn't have quite the legs that he did in the first game uh, against the Blazers. But either did his teammates, and I guess because that's because they don't practice. So, so. <laughs> uh, hopefully they get on that. They have a couple days off before Thursday, and John Wall, uh, Cousins, and Gordon are going to be back. So they'll be they'll be good. And that's the weird part about this Western Conference. They could easily make the playoffs, as we said. And the Nuggets needed their first win, so done and yeah. done. Play a Rockets team that wasn't really ready defensively, and they got it. Do yourself a favor if you haven't watched uh, the highlights from Jokic in this game and go watch his passes because Tass perfectly said he just carved them up. I, you would imagine that I think Jokic would be on the short list. If you like pulled a bunch of NBA players, like who would you most want to play with? I would think you he would be on a lot of people's lists because my God, if you move... He is going to find you, and he's going to find the most crazy angles because he's such a giant that he can just dump it over people, and he can wrap it around people, and he's like has the most incredible touch for a guy his size. Uh, that that he, that everyone would want to play with him, Trey. I, I just like uh, watching the highlights. Like that that pass, that pass, that pass. Like not many guys even see that's there, let alone try it, and it's more times than not right on the spot. No doubt. Um, well, fun game I like to play when I'm watching Nikola Jokic highlights is to pause it before he passes the ball. <laughs> because you're like, who's open here? Who's open? Who's getting the ball? It looks like it could be going to the corner. It looks like it could be under the hoop. Sometimes you don't even have to move to get a pass from Nikola Jokic. I felt like there were so many times where it'd be Michael Porter Jr. spotted up in the corner. Yeah. And Paul Millsap would just kind of wander underneath the basket and suddenly he's wide open because you think Jokic is going to go out to Michael Porter Jr. in the corner. Sometimes he does. It looks like the exact same pass. Sometimes it's a three-pointer. Sometimes it's a layup. You talk about him being in the MVP mix. There's no doubt about that. He could lead this league in assists. 18 last night. He's currently leading the league at 14 assists per game. He was running the fast break last night. (laughs) He was not like Jokic jogging up the court. He was sprinting, finding guys on the break. He has been ready to go since the beginning of the season. And like Tass is saying, if you're not able to practice, if you're not able to get your defense on the same page, it's knives out with Nikola Jokic. He's got great chemistry with Gary Harris, Paul Millsap. He's developing it with Michael Porter Jr., I think. You know, Michael Porter obviously is a guy who likes to have the ball in his hands and figure out how to score that way. But learning to play off in Nikola Jokic will make things even easier for Michael Porter Jr., Good stuff from the big man. Oh, yeah. No doubt they are developing chemistry, uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. and him. Jokic threw him a pass into the post. Like, where there was bodies all around Michael Porter Jr., 
but he like threw it in the one spot. Like the only spot I'm convinced that Porter could catch it and then sort of power through and go up. I don't know if you ever saw that clip. It was like, just like, he caught it. It was a beautiful catch too. Oh, I just love watching him play. Yeah, the 19, 18, and 12, his 42nd triple-double. I, I, did he pass or tie uh, Fat Lever um, for the most triple-doubles in Nuggets history? It, it, one or the other it's there. pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a blast to watch. And he is going to lead the league in assists if his guys hit threes. Because that's the other thing with Jokic. Yeah, it's all the highlight passes, but if he sees the guy in the corner that's open... He just zips it. He's LeBron. Like, we just whoop right over there. And, like, you're going to get a good look. If you hit it, that's an assist for him. Um, he'll get a whole lot that way. He got a whole lot in this game, I thought, that way. Not just the backdoor cutting and the little dump passes inside to other guys. Just flying it over to these open guys in the corner. Um, fun to watch, Lee. And he is definitely at the table for uh, MVP conversation. Yeah, and he even catches uh, the broadcast team there off guard sometimes because they don't even see those passes. You know, they sort of see him and then all of a sudden someone's cutting baselines. Oh, inside. Scores it like that. Yeah, no, they're so spoiled that last night I, I caught uh, was watching this game later on that night. He, they said that he missed the he missed the guy cutting back door at one point. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, he missed him, and then they're like, they're, that's how spoiled they are. Like like at the tiny sliver that they're saying that he missed yeah. the guy cutting back door. It's like, okay, guys, come on. You and uh, for the one that actually gave him the triple double, I think as well, they sort of thought, I wonder if they will give him that assist. And it was like in the NBA. I mean, that absolutely was assist. He just dumped it over yeah. to uh, I think it was. Um, Monte Morris, I believe. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's the thing. Like, it was one of the a standard pass from him because it's, we'd seen so many electric ones. Otherwise, it was kind of like, oh, this, this pass doesn't seem to be one of Nikola Jokic's specialties. But, you know, Trey Mench as well, I was going to bring that up. One thing I really noticed, and I think this is because the team was, was, it was their first win of the season last night, Jokic was actually hustling by pushing the ball last night. He's mm-hmm. kind of got that slower way of moving up the court. Sometimes they just walk the ball up past half court. But last night, it was like, no, we've got to get out there and we've got to actually make sure we, we crush this team and, and finish the job because the Rockets can always score. You know, Harden's always capable, mm-hmm. especially in that first half, he was hitting those shots. And even though it was about a 10-point game, no lead is safe. Um, so that that's what I think you saw from the team last night. And yeah, Jokic, I mean, right now, he's what, 24, 14, and 12 on the season. That's 12 rebounds, 14 assists. I mean... A triple-double for the season has to be really in play yeah. right now for him. And, uh, I mean, imagine that. Imagine he does that. And he's also shooting the ball very, very well. So, yeah, he, he's gotten off to a very good start this year. 43% from downtown, 62% from the field. Not bad. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot of those shots, you know, he just sort of inside and he flips them up. In fact, he probably would have a higher percentage because a couple of those shots he, are, he, he, he makes are actually his own putbacks as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he does flip them up there and uh, occasionally they don't go in. And it's not, he's not bouncing off the uh, floor like uh, Anthony Davis or Dwight Howard or anyone. He's just sort of, he's playing that handball, just keeps tapping it up, tapping it up, and, and, and eventually goes in. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is important for the Nuggets that he starts playing this way from the start of the season because, you know, we've mentioned in the past that he's a bit of a slow starter, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't have November this year. So he's straight into December, straight <laughs> into right. that MVP conversation. Uh, and for the Nuggets, again, they've got expectations this year, so it was important for them to get on the win uh, in the win column last night. Yeah, Jamal Murray did have a good game too in this one uh, before he had to leave uh, with, I guess, was a, a head injury. Right? Um, doesn't seem too serious. He was back on the bench. Didn't check back into the game, but he, he hopefully is okay. Uh, good win for the Nuggets, and go check out those highlights. It's so much fun to watch, uh, especially a guy at his size just zipping the ball around. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, next game, Lillard and the Blazers. They rallied in the fourth. They dropped the Lakers 115-107. Trey, big takeaway from Portland beating L.A. Well, you mentioned Damian Lillard, and he was great, no doubt about it, doing the classic Lillard thing of getting people involved early, taking over in the fourth quarter. Eight points for Lillard in the fourth, and it kind of just felt like he was going at Montrez Harrell every single time he could. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers are still experimenting with their rotations. They're playing for July. They ain't playing for December. But the big story to me, Gary Trent Jr. is back! Mm-hmm. Had he really left? Had he really arrived? It's hard to say. He was great in the bubble, and it seemed like he was going to be an instrumental part of this Portland team. He got just six minutes in their last game. He played a bunch in their opener, but Gary Trent Jr. was great last night. Seven threes. He finished with 28 points, and he was just hitting some bonkers threes. Pull-ups off uh, the dribble, some coming off a screen, some just catch and shoot. To me, he's a guy that needs to be playing a lot for the Blazers just because he maybe he's a streaky shooter, but... He seems to be a pretty solid shooter. He's going to give effort defensively. And he just brings a little bit of an attitude to the team, I think. I think uh, they play hard when he's out there. Everybody gets fired up when he's on fire. I liked what I saw from Gary Trent, and I want to see more of it. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. 7-3 is huge, huge. Anthony Davis, what do you think of him in this game, Trey? Uh, He is, uh, I mean, we talked about MVP picks. A lot of people had him. Fine. You know, LeBron maybe would be talking him up, but... uh, he was just like like a zombie, I thought, through this game. Yeah. He was doing nothing. And, like, again, you're right. They're the champs. Like, who cares? Like, this is early. You just played, you know, 75 days ago your season. But uh, not looking good for his MVP chances, I guess what I'm getting at. Because I don't think he's going to put the effort in. Like, it was embarrassingly, like, checked out, I thought, mentally. And LeBron wasn't. LeBron was still doing LeBron things. But AD was, like, two points in the first half and... You know, shot like three or four times in the second half. Like, he couldn't care less, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. He ended up with, what, four, uh, 13, 13 points on 14 yeah. shots. Third game in four nights. Fourth yeah. of the week for the Lakers. Which would you rather have? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant not playing and getting some time for your young guys? Or Anthony Davis going mm. out there and half-assing it for an yeah. entire night? Well, yeah. he, did, he didn't play the night before. He that's had right. that uh, contusion, I think they said, in his cuff. And, and so... When he missed that one game and then he was back with no minutes restriction, it was like, well, he obviously just sat out the game. But maybe he was injured. But certainly his attitude last night was like, I don't really want to play tonight. I don't feel like it. Which is weird. Which is weird because anytime you see Davis and LeBron playing, they try to win games. Like LeBron doesn't ever like losing under any circumstances, even though we know that he does cruise along. So to have them both out there playing um, and, and, you know, the Blazers are one of those teams like, they are so capable of beating any team on any given night, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like, again, if that was a playoff series, no one would be like, well, I think the Blazers can take it. You just know that LeBron's just like, that's the game that uh, we just we just kind of mail in. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what happened. But yeah, Gary Trent, uh, he was feeling it for sure last night. That's exactly what we saw from him in the bubble. When he gets hot, he gets red hot. 
uh, and just hits everything. He really wants the ball in his hands. He really wants to go after his shot, and he gets it, and it, and it was great. But it's, uh, yeah, the Lakers, it's it's hard to evaluate any any Lakers yeah. game because it's just, it doesn't really matter. Nothing of it, nothing really matters until playoffs for them. Yeah, no, it's unfortunately. It's not even a game. It's not even a game, <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jazz. Um, yeah, so I, I think uh, a couple of things. Yeah, Gary Trent motivated by playing only five minutes the game before. Terry Stotts had him fired up uh, to, to show his stuff in this one. 28 points in 23 minutes. Uh, the Blazers bench really turned this thing around in the second quarter. And then, yeah, Lillard finished it off in the fourth quarter. And he was going at Montrez Harrell for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and, and in last year's iteration of the Lakers team, that's Dwight Howard playing D instead of Montrez Harrell. And that's, that's the thing. I know Anthony Davis... You know, appeared to take the day game off. He does that from time to time. And LeBron's Lakers, or I'm sorry, LeBron's Cavs, when they won a championship in 16, they stopped playing defense the next year during the regular season, and they slowed down. <laughs> they they went down to like the you know 20th best uh, defense. So that's going to happen. You got to rely on your bench guys to to step up and do it. And Montrez Harrell's, uh, yeah, he's he's not going to do it the same way Dwight Howard was. Mm-hmm. Will that matter in the in the playoffs? Probably not because it's Anthony Davis playing the five, and they're probably going to put a better defensive lineup out there, whether it's Wesley Matthews or Markeith Morris playing uh, more of that position. So yeah, that that's going to happen. We we said that about Anthony Davis even during the playoffs. There's some games where he just he floats in and out, and um, yeah, that that was a, a Gary Trent show and a Dame Lillard show on the other side. And yeah, the Lakers are going to have some bad games like that. Carmelo Anthony was out. Uh, Nasir Little also out due to uh, the coronavirus protocol, which the league is obviously taking very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Contact tracing is, uh, it, I mentioned it about last week about the Rockets, where they're just making guys sit because the image bless you. Uh, was bad. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> you have to sit up. Do you have to sit this one out? I'm not sure who sneezed, yeah. but. It was Trey. Oh, yeah. You got to sit out because of coronavirus <laughs> protocol. Or you hey, hey! Speaking of sneezes, do you when when Yam sneezes, do you say "bless you" to your dog? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. I love her. Yeah, I know. I, it, I, I, in fact, I don't trust someone if they don't say "bless you" to their dog when they sneeze. I've decided that. Okay. Sorry, Tess. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Bless, bless everybody. Bless uh, Carmelo and Monsieur Little. Hope they're good and they, and they can come back. But it, it is good to see the NBA taking it uh, seriously because I was you know wondering last week if. James Harden wasn't caught on video being at a club. And then these other stories come out about the, the group haircuts, everybody doing group haircuts. Uh, would would they have you know clamped down on them the same way as if if it wasn't on video? Uh, well, Carmelo Anthony and Asir Little just, you know, there's something going on there, whatever the contact tracing is. I haven't really looked into it, but they sat them down and they don't play this game and because they are taking it seriously. So that's... Uh, that's important in these times uh, that we're in because people are sneezing, coughing, not wearing masks all over the place. So, hey, sit this one out and hopefully they get back. Bless everybody. Uh, final game, Donovan Mitchell. He took over late, hit the game winner to lift the Jazz over OKC. 110-109. This is a really exciting ending to this one. Um, SGA missed a driving layup uh, in traffic. Uh, Rudy Gobert was uh, right there. I think I was in the back of SGA's mind. He got it up on the rim. I thought it actually right. was going to drop. It was a layup. He missed yeah. a layup. Missed wow, layup. wow, wow, wow. A layup. Uh, it was a difficult shot. No, it wasn't. Um, he I thought it was. It. I thought it was going to go. I mean, again, I think Rudy being there <laughs> made him like rush it a little bit or probably put it higher than he maybe wanted to, but he misses. An all-star makes the Jazz that. win. <laughs> well, he's not there yet, Trey. He's not there yet. Um, but Jazz get the victory. 
one point uh, victory in this task big takeaway outside of sga missing a layup <laughs> well the the thunder are are being thunder like just like last year they, you know they've only played two games but their starting lineup of sga old george hill lou dort with a career <laughs> high bang 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 <laughs> i hate calling that a career high i hate it why is that because it's the second because it's the regular yeah. season 26 points career high he scored 30 in a playoff game uh, so dumb. Uh, Darius <laughs> Baisley, who is uh, their, you know, their guy along with SGA that they're hoping another second-year guy can be awesome. Uh, and Al Horford as their center, they're just they're just workmanlike. And a lot of young teams look should look at OKC and and envy that. You know, there's a lot of teams in the league like the Bulls who aren't working their ass off. Uh, sorry, Trey, but you look at the uh, the Thunder, and, and they are, and they get to these end-of-game situations, and SGA had to end that game. He had to end. He got past Rudy Gobert at the free throw line. It was a cool play, actually, uh, drawn up by Eric Daniel, uh, the most nondescript uh, coach in the league. Oh, his name's uh, Mark, isn't it? Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark Eric Daniel. Most nondescript, for sure. He sounds yeah. like a hockey player, though, so I'll give you credit for that one, Tess. Yeah, JJ Daniel. <laughs> former former hab uh so it was a beauty go to yeah, al horford kind of threw everybody off sj drives past rudy gobert who had who bumps him at the free throw line he had a layup and he just rushed it and uh, that could have been two game winners in two games for Ooh. sga but uh the young guy hasn't had those uh hasn't had the reps yet but uh they look great they look they absolutely did. great and the jazz are lucky yeah well mitchell took over right i mean he scored i think the final 12 points i mean yeah He's got Dort all over him all game. That's got to be <laughs> hell, Lee. But he blew by him at the end, uh, and he hit a really tough, like, little runner. That's not an easy shot. I mean, I know these guys are pros, but that was a nice little finish from Mitchell, which was, I guess, ultimately the game winner, right, mm-hmm. um, on Dort. Uh, yeah, he, he sort of bailed them out, though, I thought, Donovan Mitchell, which is always a nice reminder. I think Mitchell, I don't know, maybe it's me speaking, but I just always forget how good Donovan Mitchell is at times. That's why last year's playoffs was such a nice reminder when he was, like, battling with Jamal Murray. It's like, I just, like, there's so much talent in this league that I just sort of, and maybe it's because he's in Utah, I don't know. I forget about including him on a lot of lists where you're like, oh, a guy that can take over a game and hit big shots late. I just always sort of leave him out of that group. And like I said, it's just a nice reminder uh, Mm -hmm. when you catch the game and you see him do it. And you go into the basket early as well. That's what I liked about it. Uh, But uh, Boyan Bogdanovich as well. Now, look, the Jazz, you know, they're they're 2-1 here, but uh, they haven't played all that well so far early into the season. I mean, this is a game, again, the Jazz have got designs on finishing in the top four. They They should have put away the uh, OKC Thunder, but they weren't able to do that. But uh, I, I just think, um, you know, uh, Bogdanovich does just give them that offense that they missed, I think, down in the bubble there because he's such a beautiful shooter. The buggies last night were, were great to watch. Uh, because got a buggy boner. Oh, I do have a bit of a buggy boner because... <laughs> they, but, they're, but they're just such beautiful shooters of the ball. And uh, a couple of times when, when, when Boyan... Just got the ball. If you leave him for a second, that, that thing is cash every single time. But uh, one thing I also noticed about this game is uh, the in-arena uh, crowd noise seems to be very low down there, if at all, in fact. <laughs> right. And which is good, though. I like it because it's it's <laughs> like... Um, the, like in Charlotte, for example, I think it's over the top because they're, they're, they they pump it in so loud and the crowd's cheering every... Like a guy's bring the ball up the court and the crowd's cheering. <laughs> like, but we've talked about a couple of times just hearing like the on-court, like there's a little... You can't really make out, you know, the conversation, but you can hear players calling out screens and things sure. like that. And I, and I actually like that uh, aspect of the game. So I thought that was good. But then there are times she's like, I think I can hear it there softly in the background. So maybe it's, I don't know, just not coming through the TVs as loud. But it, it's good. I like it. 
I like okay. it. So yeah, yeah, um, you're right. It it's uh, it varies from arena to arena, yeah. broadcast to broadcast. How much volume? Yeah, uh, the guy is you know how, their their version of JD. How much is he riding that? <laughs> I or think it was doing, I think it was Charlotte on the jump ball the other day against Brooklyn. I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that guy's got money on the jump ball or something. Like, <laughs> maybe he has. But, uh, but yeah, good game. Uh, what do you think of the Jazz uniforms there last night? They were uh, rich. I thought rich <laughs> on the screen because when you're going up against the white. Yeah, the, the thunder were like they really popped off the screen. Those ones, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm, so I, I, I didn't mind them. Trade. Yeah, they pop. Them? I think. Yeah. Uh, I think the shorts are literal fire. Uh, <laughs> the jerseys, uh, it's a little shiny shoulders, a little shoulder plaid vibe, but they were working for me. <laughs> Shout out to shoulder plaid. Shout out to Dub and my buddy Gresh. Still, got, still one day gonna make millions off shoulder plaids. They get what shoulder plaids? On every mention. Yeah, what shoulder plaids? You ask. Uh, it's just a t-shirt with plaids attached to the shoulder. That's it. Uh, it'll catch on. It'll catch on. Uh, anything else to add from any of these games, guys? Uh, before we get to the news, uh, Dort, fun- Dort nearly had the game winner there last night uh, with that three. He did, uh, he did. And don't we yeah. have a guy, it could be a female, um, in our comments all the time, like in the stream team, always saying Dort. Oh, like, dude, Dort. Dort. The people in the stream team were going crazy. Yeah. Just the mention of Dort's name. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so I love that. Your neck. We would have been starting. Uh, yeah. We would have hey, been listen. starting with Dort if, they had, Not, if he had the game winner. Yeah. Nine for 11, five for seven from downtown there for Dorty last night. So he, uh, need, he needs to fire his agent Dorty. is what Dort needs yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, exactly. I he's mean, making like $5 million over the next three years, isn't yeah. he? Uh, and, and, like and that's the thing, defensively, guy. he's yeah. got that so much energy to, to give. We saw it on James Harden, of course, mostly uh, down there in Orlando. Uh, and last night he was great again. And then when he gets out and runs, he, he's... I mean, he contributes to his team. He, he does so much out there. Like that shot, if that can become really consistent, then uh, he's going to be a very good player. It's still There's still a little bit of a sort of like, ooh, when he shoots it. But uh, yeah, listen, he knocked in the biggest A little one the, Tony Allen-like. A little sure. bit, for oh, sure. Totally. Yeah. For sure. But uh, but he's he shoots it with confidence and uh, you know so you, you imagine it is going to become consistent just with the hard work that he puts in. Yeah, do you think um, especially now that Toronto the Raptors are in Tampa so they're not even Canada's team? Could we like make the case that OKC should be Canada's team with two Canadians <laughs> in SGA and Dort? Can we make that case, uh, Tass? Do we need one more? I think we need one more Canadian on the squad. Well, they got the coach. He's Canadian, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the French. Yeah, they got skeets. The stretched out skeets as well. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Poku. I don't think he scored yet, has he? Ah, or might not have scored. But he's out there. This is a an interesting team to watch. You got Dort, who is just a human bowling ball, 100% muscles. Yeah. You got Poku, who is all Not. bones, the complete opposite. You got a guy out there growing out a mullet, Kenrich Williams. What an exciting team to watch. I saw George Hill go to the hoop. I was like, all right. George Hill's on the Thunder. Yeah, I'm Al in. Horford. Al Horford is still a, like a shocker to me that he's like, when Tass mentioned him, I was like, oh, yeah, Horford's on this team. That's a really weird one to me, but... Uh, they, also, they also, I, I hope I'm not confusing teams. Let me just double check. Yeah, okay. they also have a moose on their team, Michael Muscala. Oh, yeah, Canadian. Yeah. That's right, from yeah. Saskatchewan, sure. Uh, okay. A moose jaw, right, right. Where's Trey Lyles playing right now? Is he on the He's Spurs? San Antonio, I yeah. Think, yeah. Let's get him to OKC. Let's throw Trey, Trey Lyles on, on the Thunder, and then that will be Canada's team. Uh, all right. Five games, one thing. Actually, five games, a lot of things. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. Some news. The NBA announced yesterday that 76ers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, has been fined $50,000 for violating the NBA's anti-tampering policy. The fine is in response 
to a December 20th tweet about James Harden. The tweet, which was deleted, you know, soon after, several minutes later, but pretty quickly, celebrated the one-year anniversary of Harden breaking the Rockets franchise assist record. (laughs) (laughs) So, Maury got slapped with a $50,000 fine for that tweet, Tess. Um, the, the same amount, as many have as pointed out, uh, that Harden got fined for, you know, breaking uh, health and safety protocols with how he was uh, handling the COVID or not handling it or taking it seriously. What's your takeaway from uh, Daryl Morey's fine here? I, I take away that this is glorious because his excuse was that it was an inadvertent post from an automated app. Yeah. So he had programmed it. He had scheduled a tweet, essentially, just like all of us. Oh, yeah, I want this to come out on the No Dunks account at noon today. Mm -hmm. Well, he put it in his calendar that, hey, it's the anniversary of Harden breaking the the assist record. I'm going to post something. And you know if there's any general manager who loves the numbers, who loves planning, who, who loves the data, he would put it in an automated app. So it's not baloney. And that's totally fine. I love that he uses scheduled tweets. So I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with it. And the $50,000 fine, whatever. I guess you got to do it. Uh, I just like the the automated app part. And it worked. <laughs> so that scheduled tweet actually got posted. So you know what? I think he got, he's upset. Yeah, 50K down. But he's pretty happy that the automated app worked. No, yeah, he is upset. He's I, I, by all accounts, he's saying I didn't really tweet that. It's this this dumb app that I have that, like, obviously a year later, will just retweet it. It sounds like, like a, a smart app to me. Well, yeah, okay. Well, however you want to look at, it. well, it costs him fifty thousand dollars. It's an expensive app, I guess, is another way to look at it. Uh, well, do you believe? Do you believe him there, Trey? Um, that this was like sort of out of his hands, so to speak. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He had to give permissions to the account to post to his oh, Twitter. This well, is everybody just clicks on okay to Daryl. Oh, come on. This is so stupid. This is the dumbest fine since yeah. J.R. Smith getting in trouble for untying people's shoelaces. But <laughs> Daryl Morey, I think he should just delete Twitter at this point. Stick to IG stories. You can say Ben Simmons is going to be the MVP over there and only one podcast <laughs> cares about it. Uh, Lily, anything to add? Uh, well, didn't the Bucks get fined for tampering with their own player as well? Like, uh, talking about dumb tampering fines, uh, yeah, this, this is up there with that because uh, well, I, I don't, I never schedule tweets. Like, well, I don't, okay, what? I, <laughs> you, you, uh, I would like to point out, I don't think this is actual Daryl Morey scheduling a tweet. I think it's this app, like Trey said, where. I don't. Well, I forget the name of it. There was a name, like not Time Hop or anniversary, something like, or like something only me or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like whatever this app is called. Like Trey said, it probably asks you when you download it. Hey, can I in a year? Can I like? Uh, <laughs> can I automatically tweet things? And you just click OK. That's what people do. I think that's what happened. He didn't actually a year ago schedule it a year later to then tweet. Yeah, which oh, is a little different. Everybody, but. everybody puts in a calendar. They put in oh. That's Peter's birthday on April 14th, so I don't forget it. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, well, happy birthday, Peter. Yeah. Way to go, Bless P. You. Lee, Lee, you don't schedule tweets. Yeah, you're just, uh, you live in the moment. Um, uh, so, so you're a little confused by this. Well, that, that's why, though, I don't schedule it, because just in case it doesn't. 
in case you get traded to the hoop collector. Oh, yeah. No, because because uh, I have I did do it sometimes when we were at the starters for the TV show to sort of tweet just before the show. But it wouldn't always work in TweetDeck either. It would sometimes, like, 10 minutes into the show, it'd say, we're going live right. in 10 minutes. And I'm like... That's what I'm saying. Maury is pumped that this app actually <laughs> yeah. works. Worked, yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. it. But you still can't schedule tweets in Twitter, can you? It's, it's like, TweetDeck and mm-hmm. other things. Oh, you can via Twitter.com. Yeah, I think you can. Oh, can you? You can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry about it. Just No, I'm not going to. I'm like, I can't imagine I've got to tweet something and say, just hold on to that. Hold that thought for an hour or two and then tweet it or a day or a week or a year. Imagine that. Are you okay. saying that your drafts folder is empty? Like you don't have yeah, any yeah. man, so everything you come up with, you're like, this is a banger. <laughs> the people need it, right? No, now. no I'm not it's saying like, that. I'm not saying that they're all the bangers, but I just I just don't <laughs> like I'll see uh I can't even see my, my uh drafts here. Hey, what's this here? Schedule. Oh, so yeah, you can schedule now on Twitter. Okay. Hey, you should tweet I'm, this. this I, I, yeah, I, might, I might schedule a tweet just to see if it works here. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> One year ago today, we talked about scheduling tweets. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Schedule that a That's year a great from one. now. A year that from is... now on a live podcast, I was trying to see my drafts, my tweet drafts. Um, all right. So yeah, okay. Yeah. You got $50,000. Who cares? Uh, final piece of news. This is some good news. Brandon Ingram. Demontis Sabonis. They've been named the NBA Players of the Week for Week One. Week One is in the in the books. Ingram averaged twenty six point seven points, seven point three rebounds, and six point seven assists as New Orleans started two and one. And Sabonis, Sabonis, excuse me, averaged twenty four eleven and seven basically as the Pacers stayed undefeated at three and zero. Congratulations to both those guys. Uh, my question, Trey, are both of these guys locks to make the All Star game again? Uh, Ingram and Sabonis. I think that Sabonis, no doubt about it, is a lock in the Eastern Conference. The Pacers are going to be in the mix for a playoff spot. They could contend for a home court advantage. We'll see. He's their star. He's their go-to guy. It probably won't end up like this um, come All-Star time. But right now, he's leading the Pacers in points, rebounds, and assists. So I think he is an easy choice to be making it back to the All-Star game. I also love this tweet I saw from Jim Cunningham yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's not about DeMontis Sabonis, but it's about Arvidas <laughs> Sabonis. <laughs> Arvidas Sabonis looks like a gigantic Ray Liotta. It's too perfect, man. It's like if you took Ray Liotta's head and doubled it in size, threw it on top of a refrigerator and called it a person. But uh, incredible tweet. Just an incredible tweet. I'd take a shot of 1,800 tequila with Arvidas Sabonis. <laughs> Nice head, my man. Uh, But Sabonis, lock it in, I think. Brandon Ingram, I think, is a little bit more of a question for a couple of reasons. It's just tougher to make it in the Western Conference. There are more guys who are locks, or there are less spots. And I think he will be competing against Zion Williamson. Right now, Ingram, no doubt, is the guy that you would put in as the all-star from the Pelicans. But it could be Zion by midseason. There's a world that you can imagine where Zion makes it as a fan vote, right? Where he gets voted into the game. And then you're thinking... Are there really going to be two Pelicans in this right. All-Star game? I'm not 100% convinced that they're going to be that good of a team that they get two All-Stars. But Brandon Ingram has been great. He looks like an All-Star again, at least an All-Star caliber player. It'll just be a matter of the politics of it all. Yeah, mm. for sure. Ingram's sort of uh, you know, taking a page out of the Siakam playbook right now, I would say, from last year. And what mm. I mean by that is, remember, I was trying to make the case that Siakam will potentially go back-to-back in most improved. I mean, Ingram uh, is sort of like... 
early, early on that little trajectory. He's not going to win it, of course, um, like Siakam didn't. But Siakam last year like looked like he went next level after the most improved at the start of the year, especially the first couple of months. And I think Ingram's doing that as well right now. It's looked really, really solid. Obviously, it helps that they're 2-1. and one. But I hear you, Trey. If you're picking one of those guys as locks, I'm, I'm likely going uh, uh, Wolverine or... Uh, who are people saying he looked like uh, from that Sabonis photo with his hair, like uh, the dad from Family Ties? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were saying. So, uh, Isn't he balding, the guy from Family Ties? Uh, I think he had a nice Michael, uh, head Michael of hair on. Michael Gross, actually. I think his name was. Michael Is that what Gross. it was? I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So do you guys, uh, Tass, do you agree, though, if you if you were to pick one as a lock, are you going to the Eastern Conference with Sabonis over Ingram, or maybe not? Yeah, I, I think so. But it, it is crazy about the, the Pelicans. Because Brandon Ingram is definitely their best player. Mm-hmm. That's the guy they run everything through. And Zion Williamson, he gets some of the, the, the crumbs, but he is so good that he turns it into 20, 30-point nights, especially <laughs> with uh, the backcourt that's struggling there in Lonzo Ball and, and Eric Bledsoe. So the ball gets to Zion on the perimeter, and he does something with it. Even if you know Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball aren't stretching the floor, and Steven Adams isn't stretching the floor. Only Ingram really out there or Josh Hart out there stretching the floor. There's guys in the lane just waiting for Zion to come in and barrel through them. He finds a way to, to draw a foul or get around them. He's that good. So, yeah, the question is, will the fans vote him in, even though he's not technically their best player? But are they? Are we still going to go with the 50% fan vote, 25% media, 25% um, coaches. coaches, I guess? No, mm-hmm. it's not the coaches. That doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, it but is. whatever. Whatever the formula is. Uh, 50% fans, 25% uh, media, 25% coaches, I thought. Yeah, coaches do starters. I didn't think they did. No, no, now that I'm saying else. it out loud, I don't think it's right. No, the coaches do the reserves. Do the reserves. It's, it's so the players. players. Yeah, the yeah. players do the other Oh, yeah, players. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Wow. So, yeah, that, that's it, it's going to be tough. They may they may cancel each other out in a weird way, him, them and Ingram, because players know that Ingram is their number one guy. Uh, but yeah, Zion is putting up those numbers, and yeah, he's the the fan draw. So you think you think Pelicans? Well, they're on national TV really because of Zion Williamson. But right. you game plan for Brandon Ingram really for sure. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual you know traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon. Let's say I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. 
They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, well, I feel like Trey and who was it? Jim Cunningham and and Sabonis and Ray Liotta uh, sort of scooped me here, but I have the official tweet of the night. Mmm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. That was a good one, uh, TK. Uh, had me laughing there. What a, what a comparison. But this one's also good, and I know you liked it, Trey, because I saw you interacting with it on Twitter. I thought that was a good <laughs> nice. tweet. I think Lee was, too. At Russ Bankston. <laughs> tweet of the day. Really, tweet of the day. He tweeted, Sometimes I still think about how Darren Williams got his panther tattoo covered up with an even bigger panther tattoo. And yes, he included the photos. That's young Darren Williams uh, on the left, of course, if you're joining us here on the stream team. And uh, you see the somewhat smaller (laughs) panther tattoo. And then he just went, hey, I love that. Make it bigger. Make it better. Make it scarier. And there he is. Oh, nice zoom in. He hated the first one, right? And that's why he covered it up with the better one. Like, that's a Looney Tunes tattoo almost. I read somewhere that... A lot of the guys, because he went to uh, the University of Illinois, that like three guys on the team all went to like this crappy tattoo shop and all basically got this same tattoo. Um, and I guess he regretted it. <laughs> and so he upgraded it to the uh, to the sick, awesome one. Yeah, look at that. Wow. It just, I, I loved this tweet because, wow, it's always nice to re- be reminded of Darren Williams' uh, you know panther tattoos on his arms. Uh, but it got people talking about other great NBA tattoos, um, like Kirilenko's dragon tattoo on his back, like oh, that yeah. giant one. Uh, Kenyon Martin's lips tattoo on his neck. Haslam's got the giant back tattoo of Florida. I think Marquise Daniels does yep. his too. Yep. Yeah, just talking tattoos. Lee, I know you're not a fan. I hate to do this to you, but... Uh, <laughs> talking tats. Yeah. It's uh, only I think it was tattoos. Jared Wade mentioned uh, Richard Jefferson. Just looks like he has bubble letters RJ written yep. on his arm. Brad Miller obviously rocks the and one man and a scrappy do. <laughs> But I don't know. We haven't seen Darren Williams for a few years. He could have an even bigger Panther now. Mm-hmm. Goes all Isn't the way he, down uh, to his forearm. 
Isn't he into the UFC or something now? MMA for sure. Yeah. 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 He's bulked up like Mike Bibby there. Maybe that's the. Uh, the that's the, a tattoo the, friendly place. <clears throat> yeah. 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 The MMA yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we'll ever get we'll ever get the uh, the fad of the of the uh, barbed wire around the bicep? Tattoo, you know? back, like Tom Gugliotta. Yeah, yeah Tom, Tom Gugliotta, Kendall Gill had it. Tracy McGrady had it. though. They were three uh, notable they ones. They all have that. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was a big thing, off, in- mate. If you lose, you got to get a barbed wire tattoo. <laughs> James Sharman has it as well. James Sharman. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I wonder, did did he get it? And then he's like, "I'm gonna make this bigger. I'm gonna make this into a bigger <laughs> barbed wire." Not yet. Maybe, no. maybe he does need to cover it up though. But that was a big thing in like about 1994, 95. Yeah. I, I seem to remember. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, barbed yeah, wire tattoos, leather bracelets, um, barbed wire tattoos." JD, you got a barbed wire tattoo? I feel like you would. No? What? Yeah, what? Uh-oh. He's going to get pissed. <laughs> I know. I just want to do it. I got no tattoos. No. Yeah, no, that's crazy Zero. to me that you don't have a tattoo. Would I you know. get a big panther or a barbed wire around the bicep, JD, if you had If those are my choices, it's yeah. a panther for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not happy about either of them, but <laughs> guess what I did? Well, you were, you were a rock star as well, JD. I'm surprised. Well, that's why it's surprising a, yeah. that you didn't get drunk one night <laughs> yeah. in your rock band days and then get a a silly tattoo that you maybe would have regretted. Nobody is more surprised than me. <laughs> the worst barbed wire tattoos are the ones that don't go completely around. All the way the around, yeah. Some some men just say, "Oh, I, I don't like the, the sensitive spot on the inner part of my arm. It's a <laughs> little tenderoni. No, I don't like that. It hurts." So they get like a three quarter arm yeah. tattoo. <laughs> For That's no freaking reason. I'm sure James Sharman goes 100%. He's got 100% around. Yeah. Pretty sure he's Does he leave? Yeah. yeah. The sheep aren't getting out of, of his tattoo? <laughs> no? <laughs> All right. Um, pick them results from uh, last night. It was a Rockets-Nuggets game. Denver was favored by 7.5. It, it was a pretty good line. We were split on this one. Tass and I took Denver to cover, and they did. That's a victory for Tass and I. We're 3-1. and one. Trey and Lee... Coming up on the wrong side of this one, you guys had the Rockets to cover. So Trey, you're two and two. Lee, you're three and one. That's your first loss. You are human. So still very, very early, very close. Are we running this through to January, guys? We didn't ultimately decide that. Uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Let's run. Okay, it. so we, we got a, a big, big pick'em uh, run here to deal with. So what's tonight's game? Because there's a lot of games on once again, Tess. Well, Canada's team, Toronto, still hasn't. <laughs> One. So they go into Philadelphia, and the uh, Sixers coming off a a loss where they got beat up by the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're favored by two and a half points, hosting the Tampa Toronto Raptors. Who you got? Philly minus two and a half, Toronto. Oh, my God. Go ahead, Lily. You can start. The Raptors got to get a W here. Uh, I think they can get it. Toronto. Uh, Skeets, come on. You're taking the Raptors. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not feeling confident right now. Maybe this is a reverse jinx. Who knows? I'm taking Philadelphia. I'm taking Philly to cover two and a half. Obviously, it's uh, that's nothing, really. Um, Philly. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I'm wrong. I, I'll admit. Trey? I think that this is the whole reason the Raptors got Aaron Baines is the face-off against Joel Embiid. The Raptors need that W, and Skeets is turning on him. You hate to see it. <laughs> Give me the Toronto Raptors. Wow, wow. Tass? Yeah, I, I'm with you. They don't have Marcus Gasol, the, the Joel Embiid stopper anymore, but Aaron Baines was a freaking good one when he was with the Boston Celtics against the Sixers in those playoff series. So, yeah, 
I'm taking Aaron Baines in the Toronto Raptors. Wow, okay. I, I love to see it. So you guys are all taking the Raps plus two and a half. I got Philly to win by three points or more. Uh, Lee, we know you won't be watching that game, though, because also at 7 o'clock, it's Lee Ellis's New York Knicks versus Lee Ellis's <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Two of the hottest yeah. teams in the league. Be yeah, well, yeah, I will be definitely watching the start of that one for sure. Uh, I've got to get my watches in early here because Cobra Kai Season 3 starts January the 1st, too, on Netflix. So uh, I'm going to have to take a few days off to start the season. Okay, Not, not too long. I can binge it. Probably in two days or so, but uh, wow! Yeah. Kumiko so makes so- her return too. By the way, who? Kumiko, who? She was the love interest in uh, Karate Kid Two, Tamlin Tomita. <laughs> so uh, she's back. No word yet of Ali <laughs> Elizabeth Shue is um, is in season three yet. I'm I'm wondering if we're going to get Elizabeth Shue in there. I hope so because uh, oh, God, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. Try and so. shoe her in. Maybe, maybe Andrew Shoe will make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's uh, January first. That January first. It starts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Season season. Three. It was going to start like six months ago, but of course, with the with the virus, uh, it got pushed back, and it was on YouTube Red or, or whatever that channel is, oh, uh, wow. and now it's on uh, Netflix. So check it out. Excited. Check it out. Yeah, do a pose. Hit us with a pose. The crane. The crane. I can't. Yeah, 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 it's not not much room here, but yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? You got a six foot ceiling? You can't reach it. No, I can't mean the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can't wait. Uh, Yeah, lots of games on tonight, though. Uh, Some on TNT. We got Bucks Heat is the first game, and then the Pelicans uh, versus the Suns. That's a could be a, an exciting game. So yeah, no Jimmy Butler games. in that first one. The Bucks Heat Ooh. was going to be my pick, but Jimmy Butler is out. It's hard for these schedulers making these league these these uh, schedules. You know, are you going to take Brooklyn, Memphis, or are you going to put Atlanta, Detroit on the national TV schedule? Mm. You want one game to be on center court, you got to pick one. That's why they picked they picked the one that hey maybe the superstars will play, but they didn't. So the Bucks. Got to bounce back, too, from an embarrassing loss to the Knicks. We also have Bulls-Wizards tonight, Trey. Ah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about it tomorrow. I'm anticipating a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might all be disappointed if the Raptors nice. lose. Nice. We'll Sad Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Tune in on Wednesday. We actually have a bonus No Dunks podcast coming later today. Uh, a few of the guys are going to talk to Rembert Brown about politics and pop culture and his new podcast. And I'm sure there'll be a little NBA talk in there as well. So Rembert Brown, uh, make sure you subscribe to No Dunks wherever you listen to us so you make you get that podcast automatically updated into your feed when we drop it a little bit uh, later today. Get your emails in. I told you off the top of the show. Get your questions and your comments in. No Dunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. Uh, Lee, Trey threw it out after the show to us in our Slack channel. I'd love to see an attempt to uh, shoot 105 three-pointers like your Steph Curry after a show one of these days. I don't know if you could set up a camera or something. Yeah, I should be that? able to do it. Yeah, I've got the little... Just go live. Just go live on um, on yeah. uh, No Dunks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. I might might try to set that up. Yeah, yeah the weather's the beautiful the, down here. Have the boys uh, rebounding for me. Okay, there you go. Still got yeah. a couple of days before Cobra Kai as well. <laughs> you know you're going to be busy. Between that and the trade machine, I don't know if we'll be able to get this video. In. I know. Who am I? Who am I these days? I just couldn't wait to fire up the trade machine this morning. It was just incredible. I'm going to get a trade right before the trade deadline. That's my goal. Maybe you can, uh, maybe uh, the, the third team is, uh, you know, it could include Elizabeth Shue in your uh, Blake Griffin trade there. It's something to be done. Uh, she's still a babe too, Elizabeth Shue. Still. Yeah. Glad. 
slide will end on that note. That's good. Uh, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Andrew Shue. Now that guy's a babe. (laughs) Embrace the date, people. You could stay. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.